Hello and welcome to Power to the People Pleasers. Have you ever suffered from toxic perfectionism? My name is Amy Ballantyne and I'm so excited to have our amazing guest here, Christina Mand Lacchiani, co-founder of Mind Valley, mother, philanthropist. My goodness, what don't you do? <laughs> Hi, Amy, and thank you for actually pronouncing my name so perfectly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so great to have you here, and I'm excited to learn from you today. I know that teaching is a passion for you, and I'd love to know, you talk about this idea. I found this quote you said on Instagram, the world doesn't need your perfection, it needs you. So mm. can you tell me a bit more about where did perfectionism show up in your life? Well, uh, I think uh, perfectionism is pretty much like a quality or the, you know, like I have brown hair and brown eyes. So perfectionism, I also have. Uh, so this is something which is uh, which is forever there. And of course, once you once you have your brown eyes, they show up everywhere. So the same with perfectionism, it shows up everywhere. Uh, so in my case, the the journey uh, or the struggle with toxic perfectionism was uh, was the journey to understand what to do with that. Uh, and I went through a lot of phases, like so many people, first embrace, uh, embracing it and and realizing no, actually first realizing that you have it, uh, and um, seeing how it uh, prevents you from doing a lot of things, uh, how it actually stops you midway uh when when you could just keep going uh then uh trying to fight it and and um, uh, eradicate it and and then after that i at some point realized that it's just part of me so uh, the later part of the journey was uh learning to live with this and learning to turn it to uh, my advantage rather than uh, being my enemy. So the book is probably about the last part of the journey in a way. It's not actually about my journey. Uh, it's uh, more a tutorial for all those uh, struggling perfectionists out there who I would assume are most of the, uh, most of the ambitious people out there. Yes, I absolutely relate. And I cannot wait <laughs> to read your book. <laughs> I, I really resonated with the information you shared, this example of a dragon. You know, can you share about that? Where did, where is your dragon? Describe her. So I actually like to use the word dragons because uh it doesn't uh, narrow down what uh, what exactly it is that we don't like about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, I use the dragon because uh, we, we are multifaceted and, and very often we, like you, you might fight with perfectionism thinking that it's just a habit or just uh, a pattern in your life. Uh, or you might be struggling with, uh, with a little more innate quality. Uh, for example, you might be uh, well, like me, I'm a lazy person. <laughs> and that is, uh, I know people get so shocked, but that's true. I say, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, that, that is not a pattern anymore. That is in a way, you know, it's a quality, you know, I like to sleep. Uh, it, it gives me energy. <laughs> uh, or you might be fighting with, uh, with uh, something else. 
for some people, it may be their body image. Uh, people who suffer, for example, from um, from uh, food disorders, it's a body image, and that's uh, that that's not a pattern anymore. It's not a quality about you. It's uh, it's something else. So that's why I use the word dragons because it's much more uh, encompassing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, what the dragons are, these are these parts of ourselves which uh, are just too scary to deal with. That's why they are, uh, a dragon is that creature which is uh, usually lurking somewhere in the dark. We know that it's there, we hear the roars, but we don't often have the courage to go uh, looking for it. Uh, we prefer it actually, you've roared, can you now go where you came from and, <laughs> and don't scare me? And that's what we do with uh, with certain aspects about ourselves that we don't know how to deal with. Um, they are too big. They're too scary. Yeah. That's that's why I use the word dragon. Well, and you know what? I, I loved seeing that. It, it immediately uh, connected with me. I was like, oh, this woman is a mother. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's playful. She's describing the you know the the challenging parts of ourselves in a way that we can understand through story through picture right that idea of a dragon come came right to my mind and I appreciate that uh, you are sharing your wisdom in a way that so many people will be able to relate I think that is awesome <laughs> You know, it's uh, thank thank you for your kind words, and I think uh, another good thing about dragon is exactly what you said. It's a very vivid image, and uh, we understand concepts much better once they're illustrated. That's why we have all sorts of fables and stories that uh, we like to pass down <laughs> with generations, and then nobody remembers who actually was the person who 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 did that. So, dragon is that same kind of um, allegorical creature, uh, which which we all picture in our own ways but also part of the reason is because uh, I like the story of the Hobbit um, in, mm. in the book the Hobbit not uh, the, the more complex Lord of the Rings but the Hobbit and he's the guy who meets the dragon uh, and I think uh, it's such an illustrative journey of any one of us you you live comfortably in your Hobbit hole and you're very uh, content with what you have and then somehow you end up on this adventure which challenges you in all possible ways and then eventually you come into that faraway mountain and face your dragon and when you get out on the other side you're not the same old hobbit anymore and I, I think that. that this uh journey um it's it's very typical to all of us even if we don't meet the trolls in the we don't go into enchanted forest but we uh we all one want some moment in our life we have that choice to go on that adventure mm -hmm. and to become something different I love that. And you know what else I, I love that you said, and I think again, it was it was coming from Instagram for the listeners. If you're not following Christina <laughs> on Instagram, you must follow her on Instagram. Uh, it's Christina you. Mand on Instagram. But uh, you said something on Instagram about needing healing. Mm. Can you talk yeah. about that? It's uh, so uh, the the uh, backstory to that saying is that I've been in personal growth for 20 years uh, and I'm not just in personal growth. I'm actually co-founder of one of the biggest educational platforms in our industry, which means that, you know, if, if it's a platform, you actually work with a lot of uh, not just teachers, but also with a lot of students and a lot of people who go through this journey. So uh, there is this one thing that I've noticed over the years is that uh, and I know it's not the teacher's fault. It's more the way the market 
thinking is being built is that we keep being told that we are broken mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I'm, I'm like falling straight into the conclusion basically what it uh, uh, how it works is that we're told that there are there are ways to fix you there are ways to fix your, uh, you know, exercise routines, your nutrition, your relationships. There are ways to fix everything about you. And we are all about fixes. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm in that industry too. I've also, uh, I've also created the, the, the things to fix other people, which um, if you look deep into the essence, probably uh, it's, it's okay. But but the side effect of that is that we actually assume that we are broken mm-hmm. because fixing someone means that you have to be broken. You, you fix broken things in essence. So what I'm implying is that you're not broken. You might be wounded. You might have had uh, traumatizing experiences or trauma or pain in your life. And that makes you human. Yes. So rather than being broken, you're just human. So rather than fixing yourself, what you might need is maybe healing some parts of your experience. I love that. I, when I heard you say that, I was like, yes, this, this is my woman. <laughs> I talk <laughs> about this a lot with my clients that, that we are a whole human, right? Yeah. We are a whole human. And I love your, your title, Flossom, this, the flaws that we have to embrace. So I'm, I'm very curious because I really <laughs> love helping the listeners to connect deeply with the people who are speaking what flaws did you have to embrace well I, t- I mentioned a few of them and one of them shocked you <laughs> and I know it shocks everyone when I say that I'm lazy but that's true uh, and um, you know um, I w- would like to quote uh, Salvador Dali and I hope it's his quote uh, actually I, I'm not 100% sure but he says if you're afraid of perfectionism don't you won't reach it and that's something which we sometimes don't understand we strive for it so much that we're forgetting that human nature is being imperfect everything in nature it's not just human nature everything in nature is perfect that's how uh, evolution worked when things actually were not the way they are kind of supposed to be Mm -hmm. and then you found advantage in those things and those things uh, took the species into a new direction so imperfection is actually uh, is actually what drives any kind of evolution and we vilify it so uh, perfectionism is this interesting um, interesting phenomenon which you try to achieve something which is first of all unachievable uh, and second, the more you uh, grow and evolve, the higher your bar r- goes, which is actually in itself not bad, fine. We, I hope I keep growing and uh, evolving all my life, and I hope there's still a lot to come. But what is bad is that when you see that bar, that you can't take the reality. That's mm-hmm. where the problem happens. Striving for something better is fine, but obsession with perfection is very often creates the dark side. It creates the dragons that we can't uh, look in the face. So uh, let me bring you another analogy. If you want to go on a trip, for example, you want to go to drive to Paris, and I know you're in Canada and I'm in Europe. So (laughs) let's say if you were in London um, and you want to drive to Paris, so you uh, you can put Paris in your GPS, but if your GPS doesn't catch where you are, it won't be able to uh, 
uh, create a, a route to Paris. Yes. So I'm in Tallinn. My GPS is going to give me completely different destiny, a uh, different way to get there. But what we do in personal growth is we are so focused on Paris that we forget what is our starting point. Mm. Not only we forget it, we neglect it, we hate it. We try to uh, we try to pretend that it's not there. But your route depends on your uh, on your starting point. So if you were to go to Paris from Canada, you'd probably have to fly, and the car wouldn't even work. Yes, yes. And that's that's as simple as it is. You you can't become better version of yourself unless you're fine with that version that you are right now. I love those words. You know, it's funny. I was uh, struggling personally yesterday <laughs> with this concept and you're helping me have an aha moment of being being content and recognizing that this is part of the journey. <laughs> Right. This is part of the story, the big story, right? It is part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to know, as we wrap up our conversation today, what is the, the one thing that you want to leave the listeners with as they get super excited to go buy your book, Flossom? What's the one <laughs> thing you want to leave them with? It's a journey, you know, <laughs> and I'll refer back to back to the Hobbit. You never know what's uh, on, on the path. But what I want you to understand is that it's your journey. Yes, I wrote the book inspired by my own journey, of course. Uh, I'm also a little bit of a geek. So there's uh, a lot of research and uh, and science in it uh, because I wouldn't dare to proclaim anything as truth unless I verified it. And if it's not verifiable, I'll say it's Christina fact. So you have to take it as Christina fact. But uh, that aside, um it, this book is not about me it's uh it was a journey for me but in in its own peculiar way uh i believe it's a journey for every single reader back to the true self mm -hmm. and uh where that destination is depends on you what what does it mean to be the true you i'm i'm not no one to judge other people what it means to be truly them because how, how do i know uh, you are the only person who knows what it means to be truly you. And that's why you are the only person who holds the map back to that destination. And that book is a companion. Like, well, if we come back to Bilbo, uh, it's like Gandalf, you know, who was on the journey with Bilbo, helping when, when <laughs> Bilbo needed help. But he was the one who had to do the journey. Uh, so that's that's how I imagine it. But I also want to tell you that it's not a very typical um, self-help book. Ooh, okay <laughs> tell me I more love, I, I love literature so I I do value I, I do value a good a good uh, journey mm -hmm. <laughs> I use the same word now saying that I I love the language uh, <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh it, it sometimes defies convention so sometimes it may be rubbing you the wrong way but it's it doesn't have to be <laughs> always mm -hmm. rainbows and unicorns <laughs> and yes. uh, yeah, just uh, just uh, find the courage to to step on that path and and see where it will take you. You know what? I love that you just said that because sometimes we look to books to just be fluffy and perfect, right? There's <laughs> that, but I I am okay with a bit of resistance creation within my resources that I go to because that's when I know that I am having the most growth or I will have the most growth when I go into a bit of like 
ooh, this feels like <laughs> pushing buttons, right? And we get over on the other side and, and see mm. new, new realities. So that's awesome. That's awesome. It's definitely 100% imperfect. That I can guarantee. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> right? It's about role modeling, role modeling the way. And I love that you are real. And I love... I love that you've been real here today in, in making it about story as well and helping people to understand that perfectionism is is a, a battle that many, many people face. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, I, I didn't create a giant company that's global, but you and you did. And, and we yet we share the same challenge of perfectionism, right? That being that human uh, connects us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for these words. And um, you're, you're so right. But you know, success, money, happiness, they're all scales. Mm. So uh, we sometimes, uh, we sometimes just look at things in different scales, and then we compare ourselves and we feel bad about that. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, you, you complimented me on being real. I can tell you it's because do you remember I said I'm lazy? Being being yourself is the easiest thing. That's yes, when you step resistance. into it. <laughs> yes, that's the least resistance. It's the easiest. It's uh, it's actually also the most resourceful because you free up so much of your energy to do things that matter rather than to put up facades for someone else. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm glad we've had some laughs here today too because that's <laughs> me being real. So thank you. It, this has been a great conversation. And, and I invite all of the listeners to go right now and get a copy of the book Flossom. You will not be disappointed. I am pumped to, to get these supportive uh, tips and strategies to help me break through and, and connect with my dragon and, and realize, you know, all of those great, uh, great parts of, of my journey. Thank you so much, Christina, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And for all of our listeners of Power to the People Pleasers, stay tuned for our next episode. Have a great day.